0: Hello, and welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, through
1: intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you.
0: Hello, Bridget. Hi, Terry. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and two of the messages that we'll be hearing repeatedly. If you're struggling or need support, ask for help. And if someone seems to be struggling, help them out. But both, while very good advice, can seem a bit trite. Reach out? Why? No one cares or will understand. Offer support? How? I'm not a therapist. I don't know what to say. Today's
1: episode might make you think a little differently about both asking for and offering help. It's a discussion from a while back with two people from the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook community, which we really hope you'll check out and join because, as you're about to hear, it's a
0: pretty magical place. Both of our guests commented on one of our daily posts saying that they were really struggling. We made custom posts for each, asking the community to offer some connection, kindness, and understanding. And as they do every time, they stepped up. How could that help, you might be asking? A little comment on a Facebook page? Well, you might be surprised by these examples of the power of peer support, of letting another human know that you can relate and empathize, even someone you'll never, ever meet. Here now are Bee and Deb giving their voices to depression. B has three
1: words tattooed on her arm in Latin. They translate to life, love, and sorrow.
2: And those are the three things that we are given in this life. And you absolutely, you know, you you have to deal with these things as difficult as they are.
1: B found the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook community page very shortly after we launched in 2017. Back then, the term peer support was less common, but she immediately understood the value of communicating with others who live with depression.
2: I love the fact that it feels very much like a community. You know, when people are in need, and you post, you know, this person is having a really rough time, can everybody just send her a little message? I
1: think it's so important. Important, B says, because while we can never really understand what another person is experiencing, those who live with something similar at least acknowledge it as real.
2: Mental illnesses and mental problems are overlooked, they're poo-pooed. Unless you're going through it yourself, and you have gone through it yourself, it's very easy to dismiss it because it's not something you can see. Like if that person had a broken arm or a broken leg, you can see that they're in pain. But because it is hidden,
1: you're treated completely differently. You brought up that when we post, hey, can you step up and show some support to this particular community member who's having a hard time, I've never talked to somebody for whom we did that, and you were that somebody when your husband had his heart attack. Are you willing to talk about what that experience was like for you? Absolutely. How did it help? Did it help? Yes, it absolutely did, because I wasn't
2: alone. I wasn't alone. In my grief, and in my sorrow, and anxiety, and fear, there were people who came from a place of real empathy. And empathy is really, really important. And I know I won't be shut down. I know I won't be ridiculed. I know that there will be people that will be incredibly supportive. It is not um, fluff. It is not just a social. It is a real healing site. And it has been incredibly helpful for me.
1: And that's why we're always saying how important listening is. People who struggle with their mental health have been conditioned, if not directly told, to keep it to themselves. Nobody wants to hear about it. No one's going to understand anyway. But other people who have that same or similar struggle do understand. B understands. And when she has the chance to offer support, she takes the job very seriously. When you say,
2: please talk to this person who is struggling, it is a mission to impart the wisdom that I have and the tools that I have and the experience that I have to try to help another person. It's very empowering. Your site is very, very empowering for us.
1: It's beautiful to hear you describe that uh, exchange and that relationship from both sides because you recognize the healing nature of stepping up for someone else and you have been on the receiving end of it.
2: Oh, yes, and it it, it was just, I I was stunned. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal, and... Uh, I would like to think that love, because there really is love there, that it is reciprocated. It is a cycle of love, understanding, empathy, caring.
1: A cycle of love, understanding, empathy, and caring. Let that sink in. The night B reached out for help, is the night her husband died of a heart attack in their home. And because strangers took the time to post a little note online that took just seconds to write, she felt supported and not alone. We call the nearly 10,000 people on our Facebook page a community because they act like the best of one
2: being able to give empathy, to get it back, to be able to share in an environment where no one is going to say, hey lady, you better pull up your big girl panties and get on with it, you know? Like, no, people understand that you're vulnerable, that you're vulnerable and you're hurting and you need those words of encouragement. You need those words that are going to help you move forward, that you are going to be able to the next day or the the moment after be able to put one foot in front of the other and keep
1: on going.
2: It's so important. It is a crucial, absolutely crucial.
1: So from the bottom of our hearts, we want to thank all the people in our Facebook community and out in the world as well, who take a moment to notice and respond to another human in need. It might just be a smile or asking, hey, are you okay? Checking in with a friend who seems off or sending some kind words to a total stranger online. And we want to thank every person who shares their experience and their story in the hopes of letting others know they're not alone and that there is hope people like our podcast guests.
2: It is very interesting to hear other people's voices, stories, coping strategies. Anywhere where you can get tools, that it's there and available, is it's epic. It, it comes from a place of realness. It comes from a place of authenticity. You know, you may think, oh, it's a guy, and I don't think he's going to have anything to say that is going to be relatable to me. And then you really get shocked because not only is it relatable, it, you know, you get these aha moments where it's like, bingo, absolutely, this is absolutely nail on the head. And that's really, really important. Or letting you move on and move forward with baby steps and knowing even that if you stumble, there's somewhere where you can go to be lifted, to be lifted up. It makes me feel I'm not a freak of nature that, you know, there are very real people suffering in this world. And I really hope that they find you guys.
1: Our second guest today, Debbie, knows those dark places all too well. When we spoke, she had just experienced a suicidal crisis. It wasn't her first, and she had taken several steps to keep herself safe until it passed. She had called her sister and asked her to come stay with her so she wasn't alone. Debbie called NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and a local counseling center where she made an appointment She also posted on our Facebook page. So let's go to the beginning. Yesterday when I posted a quote from a podcast we did last week that said, asking for people to check in with you when you're struggling is just like buckling your seatbelt when you get in a car. It's an extra safety measure. And you wrote, I can't handle it today. Uh, And you said, I want a different life. This one isn't worth it. What's happened since?
3: So when I reached out to you guys, I mean, I have nobody else to talk to. You have helped me.
1: Debbie was very clear that when in that place, she wanted to communicate with others who understand depression's dark thoughts and cunning lies.
3: What you did was... Not any of like the real niceties or anything. Well, you know, maybe you need to go and see a therapist or blah, blah blah. It's like, I know that already. You know, I, that's not someone that I want to talk to. You know, I want somebody that's been right around my door and that has gone through the same shit as me. I felt a lot more
1: comfortable. Debbie explained that while she set up a therapy appointment and had family support, she was really agitated that night and was pacing the room. She said it really helped her to be able to keep checking her Facebook post and that each time she did, she found new supportive comments written directly to her. I'm literally wearing a T-shirt right now that says, your story will save lives. And I believe that your experience of reaching out, I mean, you were literally writing letters to say goodbye to your family yesterday and you found the strengths or the resolve or whatever the right word there is to reach out to several places including a Facebook page and you actually found love and encouragement and support that that helped you shift and I think that's profound you know I'm, I'm looking at a pretty long list of people who wrote um, in response to you and it was you know love and life is hard and we're here for you one step forward at a time stay strong bless you do those things help, or is it?
3: Oh, my God, they help me immensely. I don't know if you've seen that post since then, but I sent a thank you post to all the people that were there and that reached out to me, and, you know, I couldn't have done it without them. Knowing that there was somebody there, I mean, it was it was getting bad. And all the kind, kind words I got from everybody. I, I was crying when I saw them. When I was reading them, I was like, oh, my gosh.
1: I'm really... Uh- commend you for digging deep and finding a reason and the strength to reach out. Uh, I think we all have a survival instinct. I think it's human. And so to know that as dark as it got, that's pretty damn dark, that you uh, still had that desire to connect and and ask for help. And I'm so grateful that our community um, rallied.
3: Good, well, and I am too, and I'm so thankful that your community is there and that I saw enough of your posts because I'm going to cry because if I wouldn't have seen it. You know, and if I wouldn't have reached out.
1: Please remember these examples as well as the difference that feeling supported can make, even when that support is from strangers and comments on a Facebook page. Keep in mind also that you can talk to someone 24-7 on one of the many crisis and warm lines out there. And if you're not the person in need, please don't hesitate to offer support because you might think you're not trained or you don't know what to say. Sometimes your lived experience is the best qualification of all.
0: And your open, soft, kind heart and your willingness to be with somebody while they're hurting, it's about connection, you know, and, and that takes two people, so... The bravery to reach out when um, sometimes I think the, the, the urge is to hide is yep. just gloriously courageous to me. And then to be met by somebody else who gets it, who's been there, who has something genuine to offer you um, through their lived experience and their life experience, it's, just a, it's, a, it's an amazingly wonderful, powerful thing. And that is what peer support is all about, because
1: not everyone wants to talk to a doctor or a therapist or a... Um, you know, have nine one one called or something. You know, there there are times for all of those things, and there are times that you just need, as you said, a a kind, soft heart to say, oh, you know, take my hand. I've been there. There are ways out, or I'll sit with you in the darkness because it passes, or whatever is needed at that moment. And um, I think we often know what we need, and I think that Debbie knew. You know, she needed her sister there to keep her safe. She needed to have an appointment, so she knew she had a plan, and she was going to get some other. Their support she had called nami and she reached out to us and that combination got her through that night and um you know to to a point where she wanted to talk to us the following day so it is uh such an affirmation of
0: of uh humanity yep it is it's a human need it's a simple basic human need to feel connected and gotten and i know that simple doesn't always mean easy i really really get that But it's real and it's beautiful, and I don't think anything else can substitute for it. Agreed. Thank you, B. Thank you, Debbie,
1: for sharing your stories and for reminding us all of the power of community.